0: From pediatrics to geriatrics, Maine Medical Center is centered around you. Welcome to MMC Radio, your trusted source for healthcare news and tips. Here's Melanie Cole. Dementia is a syndrome that affects 47 million people worldwide, and a new case is diagnosed every four seconds. Caring for loved ones with dementia can be overwhelming physically, emotionally, and financially. But with education and advocacy, the quality of life for people with dementia and their caregivers can be greatly improved. My guest today is Dr. Richard Marino. He's a geriatrician with Maine Medical Partners and the director of the Nursing Home Division. Welcome to the show, Dr. Marino. So the first question everybody always wants to know, is it dementia or is it Alzheimer's? What is the difference, and how do we know that difference?
1: Hi. Well, thanks for having me today. It's my pleasure to be here. Um, it's actually that's a very good question, and I, a lot of times you hear people using those two words interchangeably. And Alzheimer's disease is actually a type of dementia. So dementia is really a syndrome of um, memory loss, other cognitive loss, and in the setting of having functional loss as well. So. For instance, you know, you're having problems with short-term memory, you might be having problems with language, but you're also having trouble taking care of yourself or doing your your normal activities that would allow you to um, be able to function normally in the community. Alzheimer's disease is a type of dementia um, that um, has specific characteristics in terms of findings of deficits, it has very specific pathologic findings. on, um, in the brain. Um, now there are many other diseases that are also types of dementias, um, but are, have different, um, findings. They cause different types of cognitive problems, different types of memory problems. Their disease course is very different in terms of how they progress, how they change, what the symptoms you see. And so it, it it poses a unique set of problems to be able to, um, predict uh, what symptoms patients might have and try to um, anticipate changes and what's going to happen to best be able to take care of them.
0: Is dementia a natural occurrence with age? Is it hereditary if your parents were got dementia in their 80s or 90s? Is this something that just naturally occurs with age or not in everyone?
1: So a lot of people believe that Memory changes with age is actually normal, and the reason for that is it's because it's very common. So there is, um, as people age, the the incidence of dementia increases. So as you get older, there is a, a stronger likelihood that you might develop memory problems or dementia. Um, there are hereditary components to it. There are patients that develop early onset alzheimer's disease, and um there's um there's known chromosomes that are involved with this um but um there are um uh, different types of um, uh, other abnormalities that um may be more prone in families that may um Put you at risk for having cognitive impairment. For instance, vascular dementia is a very common type of uh, dementias. And so patients that have risk factors for cardiovascular disease, they may not develop Alzheimer's disease, but they might develop dementias that are vascular-type dementia. So there are other hereditary factors that are at play here. There's also nothing that is said that if you have one type of dementia that you can't necessarily develop another type of dementia. Um, So there's sometimes there's some overlap of different diseases that are going on.
0: Is there a genetic test to help determine if this is something that you can look forward to in later life?
1: Not necessarily. There are genetic tests that are available that um, might help to determine if there's increased risk of getting Alzheimer's disease, um, but there's not necessarily a uh, specific test um, that says that um, you will get um, this disease. You know, there's, you know, you can think of other diseases that um, there are specific tests for, like Huntington's disease. You can have a test to know that you will have Huntington's disease based on your genetic testing. With Alzheimer's disease, that's not necessarily true, but there there might be um, a um, a test that says that there is a increased risk of getting it. This is kind of why it's been so difficult necessarily to develop treatments, because a lot of treatments um, are, that are available nowadays are targeting people who already have the disease and are probably you know from a pathologic standpoint at sort of the the later stages of the disease and the whole. Um, so one of the focuses right now on research is trying to identify these people 20, 25 years before they actually have the symptoms of the disease and trying to find out who that is and make drugs to target those patients.
0: Well, speaking of medications, if someone is diagnosed with Alzheimer's or dementia, are there some treatments to slow the progression? What do you do for them?
1: So there are, um, two classes of FDA approved drugs, um, for, um, the the treatment of um, Alzheimer's disease. And um, there's also other indications for using them in other types of dementia. Um, So there's the cholinesterase inhibitors, um, and then there's also um, the NMD antagonist, uh, memantine. And these two drugs, the goals of these um, classes of drugs, the cholesterol numbers, of which there's um, a few of those, memantine um, or nemenda, There's that's the only one. It's a unique drug in that class of drugs to be able to um, slow the progression of the disease. Um, the 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 where these are probably most useful are for when patients are actually living at home, um, living in the community to try to slow the progression of the disease to um, be able to. Um, perhaps delay the need for higher levels of care, whether it's higher levels of care at the home or needing a higher level of care outside, meaning they have to move to an assisted living facility or maybe even a long-term care facility. Um, some of these patients, um, you don't really see a noticeable improvement, um, and the goal is to really to try to slow the progression. Every now and then you put patients on these medicines, and you do see... Some level of improvement, um, but then the, the decline um, then starts um, over time again. So the the goal is to kind of delay it. These treatments are the best options we have, but um, their their clinical effects and how relevant they are um, to make a significant difference, probably clinically in a patient's life, um, are, are low right now. And so we're we're hopeful that better drugs will be coming um, soon on the market. But um, it's been it's been difficult because of what what I alluded to before was. We By the time the patients have the symptoms of dementia, they've had it for pr- sometimes decades, and the disease has already taken a lot of its course. So being able to actually do have treatments targeted um, before the disease um, sets in and causes the pathologic changes and the destruction of the, 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 the brain tissue, the neurons um, is really the, one of the key factors.
0: Dr. Marino is director of the Nursing Home Division. When someone is caring and they're the caregiver for someone with dementia or Alzheimer's. This is a tough, tough job to be in. I know I've been there myself. When do you, how do you help them make the decision that it's time to help this person transition to another assisted living area?
1: Well, the goal always is to try to keep them at home as as much as possible. So we try everything we can to kind of support them as long as we can at home and not necessarily just support the patient by, you know, having um, services for the patient, but supporting the caregiver as much as possible. Um, Because without these caregivers um, at home, being with the patient with the... Alzheimer's disease or, or dementia, um, these patients would be in a uh, long-term care facility or even assisted living facility probably much sooner. So trying to support them at home as long as possible is critical. And, you know, we, um, we have a, an outpatient geriatric assessment center which focuses on that. A lot of other institutions around have similar um, outpatient assessment centers where we're trying to help keep people at home as long as possible, supporting the patient, anticipating things that might change over time, but supporting the caregiver. And supporting the caregiver might be through something with um, having um, respite, having volunteers come into the home to be able to help out, um, maybe counseling um, or being part of um, Just a a group therapy with um, that might be available through the Alzheimer's Association, just to kind of understand what other people are going through and be able to support the caregiver as much as possible. Caregiver burden is um, burnout is very high um, in this population um, to be able to uh, continuing to care for their loved ones at home, and so being aware of what the signs of caregiver burnout are, um, you know, not sleeping, not taking care of your own health. uh, having more problems with um, maybe depression or anxiety in the caregiver, and looking for those red flags to try to um, help that person um, continue to care for their loved one at home. Because this putting someone into a um, a facility, whether it's a long-term care facility or assisted living, is one of the most difficult decisions that family members have to do. And the longer we can delay it and support that person is in and is in everybody's best interest.
0: In just the last few minutes, Doctor Marino, give your best tips for caregivers and trying to spot those red flags of burnout and even depression that can happen with someone who's taking care of someone with dementia.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, some things that you can that really, um, if you find yourself um, getting angry or getting frustrated, and being able to identify that in yourself, um, because what you're, what unfortunately, what what's happening is the their loved one. They're, they're losing their identity, they're losing their self, and their personality can change. And they are no longer able to um, perhaps hold a, a conversation. And um, they are asking the same questions over and over again. It can be very frustrating. And being able to identify um, your own frustrations in yourself. And then another strategy is trying to um, not get into arguments or conflicts, and you know, learning strategies to change the subject, distract and redirect, and um, providing structure um, to the environment. You know, having a normal routine um, can be very helpful to um, help reduce um, behaviors or frustrations from occurring. Um, Identifying when you need help, um, asking other family members for help, asking Doctors for help for resources in the community. Whether, as I mentioned before, it's you know attending a group session at the Alzheimer's Association, or maybe arranging for um, an adult day program for their loved one to attend to allow them to have some time to be able to take care of themselves. Because if they don't take care of themselves, that that loved one might end up hospitalized or um, in a long-term care facility a lot sooner than uh, to be expected. So being able to understand your own internal cues and be able to to understand that um, the, pa- the patient is not being intentional at asking the same things over and over again or changing intentionally, and being able to understand what they're, the- they're asking and trying to have an understanding of what the, the behavior is um, representing and uh, re- reshaping your, your focus.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Marino. You're listening to MMC Radio. And for more information, you can go to mainmedicalcenter.org. That's mainmedicalcenter.org, mmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.